You're listening to the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast with Cliff Ravenscraft and Father Roderick. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Father Roderick. And of course, this program is inspired by the hit television show, The Biggest Loser, aired in many countries around the world. The reason why we're here each week is to provide education, encouragement, and inspiration in the area of living a more healthy and balanced lifestyle. Even if you've never watched a single episode of The Biggest Loser show itself. We've got a lot of things to cover in this week's episode, so let's get started with our episode recap. Well, Father Roderick, what did you think about this week's episode of The Biggest Loser? Well, before I tell you, I think we we need to uh, flash back in time to actually uh, two weeks ago, because it's been a while since since we've, we've done an episode. And there were multiple reasons for that, uh, one of which is that I was traveling and I'm currently in the United States, so it's fun to be in the same time zone. And yesterday evening was the first time ever that I saw a Biggest Loser episode live on television. And boy, did I regret it because it was late, <laughs> late at night. <laughs> I'm, I'm used to watching The Biggest Loser early in the morning, which really gives me this. I, I downloaded it from iTunes and it gives me this boost of energy. And I just after I've seen it, I want to go out running. I want to do I want to work. Workout, and now I was watching this late at night, and it so it, it, it finished really really late. I think there was a delay because of a presidential address or something like that. And I'm like, this is so wrong. I I want to go out running, and it's I gotta go to bed now. Yeah, but what, and, and beca- go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say the the beauty of uh, watching it live here in the United States, of course, is not watching it live, having a, a DVR so that we can usually start about 45 minutes after the show starts and then watch it all without commercials. Oh, that's another thing. Yes, all these commercials. And the funny thing is you get like McDonald's commercials in between the segments. (laughs) Like, uh, how did they ever come up with that idea? (laughs) I have no idea. I think they probably... I I wonder if the Biggest Loser show has some kind of uh, stipulation that says that you can't advertise any competing products of what we show here in our our show itself like hmm, so you can't do the be. local gym or anything yeah so the local mcdonald's that's definitely not competing but with what they're trying to do at the <laughs> biggest loser ranch exactly but um but we as you've noticed uh, as a listener we uh, we skipped uh, talking about uh, the previous episode or actually episodes because i was very surprised to see a uh, a bonus episode uh, that talked about all the other contestants in the past that have been on the ranch and the the title of that episode was where are they now and um so let me go back to episode 11 from the eighth season first um it's the final week on campus before the finalists go home and uh, of course they're all very very scared to go home um they they have a talk with bob and jillian and and everybody is like okay i have to do this i can do this but at the same time they're like i don't know if i really can because at home you've got all the temptations you've got your job uh, in many cases you've got your family that might not have evolved in the same way as you have that might have still got all the old habits and so you're surrounded by factors that could actually hamper your progress and yet they know that when they go home that is the final stretch they have to use those what is it 60 days uh, two months 
to to lose as much weight as possible. And of course, there's also the added fear that one of them might go home for good and might not return in the finale because, of course, <clears throat> there's still five people right now. And so this episode was for them very stressful because, uh, you know, who's going to who's going to stay until the final four? Right now, be- before they uh, get to uh, to to find that out uh, and compete, uh, there is a there was a very interesting segment, and I don't know if you remember that about the link between health and wealth, um, and the main gist of it was being obese, being overweight is expensive, and if you if you start losing weight and living a more healthier, balanced life, you will actually be surprised how much money you will save. And at first, when that segment came up, I was like, how are they going to tackle this? Because, you know, a lot of the effects of getting healthy and living a balanced life are only visible in the long run. It's it's not that, you know, uh, just after reaching your, your target uh, weight, you'll immediately be a millionaire. That's that's not the way it works. And, and, and I was also wondering, you know, how do you calculate all the money that you might save? Well, they had a they had a few uh, interesting points. For, uh, there was this lady who was an expert on um, on finance, etc., uh, uh, te- television celebrity, and uh, she just went through all the different aspects of their lives uh, where uh, you know they they would probably have um, added expenses if they if they continued a, an obese, unhealthy life. For instance, one of the things that she told the contestants was: think about life insurance. If you're obese. Uh, you might pay much more for your life insurance than if you were healthy. And so she recommended that all these contestants, once they're home, uh, uh, they call up all, all the insurances and, and tell them, you know, hey, I, I'm now, I'm no longer the, the person that I used to be. I'm living this healthy life. I've lost tons of weight. And so that could save them alone about 500 to to $1,000 on life insurance. Yeah, and uh, the, other, the other thing with life insurance as well is that if you're extremely overweight, uh, typically, you're going to have other uh, risk factors involved as as well as your health is de- um, de- yeah. been degraded over time. The, so many people can't even get good life insurance at all. Uh, if they can get anything affordable, it might be you know a very small dollar amount. And when you are married and you have children, uh, the financial consequences of of being obese. Um, Maybe that you you don't even have any life insurance, and if you leave, if you were to leave this earth, um, then you leave behind a financial mess for your family, and so that's something they didn't even uh, talk about here. Uh, luckily, the, the folks on the uh, Biggest Loser show they they've made some changes in their life, but this is something that I know as an insurance agent for eleven years, I I certainly dealt with some folks where. They applied for life insurance and were denied because uh, many times because of obesity or uh, health-related illnesses due to that. Yes, the healthier you are, the cheaper it is to to get life insurance. Plus, you avoid, if you are not insured, that you get this situation at the end of your life where you might get a complication because of your obesity. You might end up in the hospital and your family will have to pay back all those costs after you're dead. I mean, that's not a very nice prospect. So, uh, good motivation, a financial one, but nevertheless, a good motivation to, uh, to lose weight. Now, they also focused on food. 
And that kind of makes sense because, of course, if you're obese, that doesn't happen by accident. You've got to work for it to <laughs> to get to a heavier weight, which means you probably eat a lot. And you probably don't eat the right stuff, but you go out, you go to a restaurant, you get takeout, uh, burgers, etc. Now, and so, I, have a yes. qu- I have a question for you there, Father Roderick, because uh, this, this one... I'm I'm going to give a little pushback on and I'd love to know sure. your thoughts. And and my feeling is that it's actually cheaper to eat really bad. Because when when it comes down to it, I could go out uh to the even if I don't eat out and I bring mm-hmm. food home, I could go to the store and buy some prepackaged meals, dump in, you know, some hamburger helper and 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 put in a pound of ground beef and feed my entire family you know, for just, I mean, just for a couple dollars. And if I was to cook a healthy meal, you know, to, to actually buy um, fresh vegetables, uh, and even if I really want to be even more healthy to get organic vegetables uh, and to buy organic chicken and very lean, <clears throat> excuse me, lean meats, um, then then I find that, that it's actually more expensive to do that, and especially with you and I, who both b- believe very strongly in the Mediterranean-style diet, um, fruits and vegetables. And fruits here in the States are absolutely expensive. Yes. So well, I know I noticed that there's a there's a big difference between the European continent where I'm from and the United States and there, and and probably also with other areas in the world like Australia, uh, New Zealand. Um, uh, the, living a healthy lifestyle, eating healthy in in Holland is actually really not that expensive uh, because we've got plenty of fruits we've got you know dairy products are very cheap, bread is cheap, all the good stuff is pretty cheap. Whereas here, yes, I was surprised the other day when I was in a mall and I looked at the prices of fruit, just just yeah. plain fruit. Like, how can they charge that? Or bread, good, you know, they've got plenty, plenty, plenty of processed bread where you, mm-hmm. you look at the packaged and it says enriched flour. Now, I know from Dr. Monty's podcast, uh, Fitness Rocks, that whenever it says enriched, <laughs> it means basically it's going to make you really poor in, in terms of a poor, a poor a nutritional value. And, and, but if you want to get like whole wheat bread, you pay like two times or three times what you would pay for regular bread. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. And, and though, in those two areas, fruits, uh, the bread, but, it, but it goes to the whole gamut, at least here in the United States, I will tell you as somebody who, you know, has been pinching pennies over the last two years, uh, this, this whole move to living a more balanced, healthy lifestyle has been more expensive for our family, uh, as far as at the grocery store, I, I, so I I would argue against that it's cheaper to eat healthy. Um, I, I really don't well, think that they have. I I know they're talking about eating were, out. Yes, that's the they were talking about restaurants, and I, I I do think they're they're correct if they say well you can save if you have a family and you would normally go to a restaurant and and instead of that you cook at home you can save twenty four bucks a day. Uh, that is if you go to an expensive restaurant and if you are uh, you know kind of moderate in what you cook. Yes, but but I think it's it it just uh, points our attention to the fact that. Whenever we make choices uh, on, on, you know, what is good for us in the long run, we got to take into account also these things like, okay, I could go to takeout, I could go get whatever, you know, a, a big pizza or something, or I could try 
to use much better ingredients for the same amount of money and I'll probably do something that is much healthier for my family in the long run. But yes, I, I'm, I, I agree with you that in the United States, it's a lot more tricky than, for instance, in Europe. Yeah. So I, uh, I, I love the next point that they made, and that was your career chances. Uh, you know, the, the fact that obese people overall make less, less money. Now, this is something that I had um, never really thought of before, but uh, as, as crazy as it may sound, people are literally, um, it, it, there is a bias against overweight people in the corporate world. Uh, for one thing, um, life insurance, we've already talked about, or not just life insurance, I take that back, health insurance. Uh, when it, Here in the United States, when you get health insurance as an employee, you are required if the employer has health insurance a health insurance program you are required to give that employee health benefits they cannot be denied on a group plan at least most of the time and so if all of a sudden you come in and you weigh 380 pounds and you have high blood pressure and and uh, a couple other a couple other uh, health related mm-hmm. consequences of that um, what happens is the cost to the employer can sometimes double by bringing you on as an employee. Wow. So they would actually probably not take you if there's another candidate that uh, that is slimmer and, and looks healthier. That is absolutely correct. In fact, I know for a fact that this has taken place. Uh, it's a very unfortunate situation, but yes, if you uh, if you are going for a career opportunity and there's somebody that's half the size of you that's in a, in a healthier position, I will tell you if if all things are all other things are equal, um, your the likelihood is that they'll go with the other candidate because it's going to save them a lot. And I'm not talking a little bit of money. I'm talking that it's going to save them a lot of money not to hire you. Yeah. And think about uh, if you have a job, your productivity, if you're, if you're constantly tired and worn out or you get ill a lot because of obesity-related uh, problems, then of course you make less money or you make your company less money. And we are both fans of um, of a show called The Dave Ramsey Show, which is a, a financial expert who gives a lot of advice on how to get out of debt, how to manage your your money. And he often gets people on the phone that in order to get out of debt, they take a second job. And so they would work uh, extra for, for a year or for two years just to make that little bit of money to pay off their uh, their debt. And, um, and I... I you know, I'm thinking if if you are obese and and always tired, always out of shape, there's no way in the world that you can work a couple of extra hours a day. You would just not have the energy. So I think in terms of potential revenue, uh, yes, getting to your to your healthy weight and living a more balanced life would would certainly create, uh, if you wanted to, uh, a lot more uh, a lot more income for your family. Exactly. In fact, how much money would you save over 40 years if you go from being obese to your ideal weight? Yeah. Wow. A million dollars is what million. That, yeah, and, and I was I was wondering, you know, this should be adding up everything, like food, like clothes, like uh potential expenses, but probably also like the occasional bypass surgery. Yeah. How else would you get to a million dollars? But I do, I do believe that you would save a tremendous amount of money I, if you even make it uh, forty for forty years. You know, 
you might die before that. Yeah, and 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 folks, you know, we say all these things, and 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 please hear me. I'm a formerly fat guy, and um, and 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 I'm I'm speaking from experience. I I, I know that these things are true because and and especially how other people look at you and and feel about you know your productivity and how and how much you're able to offer it, it it's unfortunate how we judge a book by a cover by its cover but i was i was very much um you know it's, sometimes i'd look in the mirror and i would see myself and i would say to myself you know who am i and and what what's my worth what's my value and it was amazing that when I started podcasting, just how much you know people really saw something within me that I didn't see within myself, and really I never recognized a whole lot of people locally recognizing within me. And and all of a sudden I realized is that uh, uh, literally tens of thousands of people around the world who are hearing my voice, they don't prejudge me by what I look like; they only hear what's inside my heart. And yeah. and all of a sudden, I really started to get some wonderful feedback, and and here I was living a life that was unbalanced and unhealthy, and and I'm starting to hear people recognize positive traits and qualities. It really helped me change some a lot of my self image, and over time, it changed my outside image, and and so today, of course, I'm not at my ideal weight yet, but I'm still 53 pounds lighter than where I was when I started, and. I will tell you, everybody locally now has recognized the change, not just outwardly, but also inwardly. Sometimes you just need that moment where uh, is that final straw, that that final kick in the pants that you need to get off the couch. And, and that can be a negative moment or it can be a very positive moment. It can be like all this confidence from people that 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 tell you, you know, that see talents in you or that that uh, credit you with much more self-esteem than you th- you actually have at that point, but that will motivate you in a positive way. And it can also be just the scare. And 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 uh, this lady said, you know, we're all afraid of cancer, the C word, and nobody really seems to worry about the O word, obesity. And I think she was right. I, I'm, I, when I, I was watching, browsing photos, I'm, I'm not sure if I already said this uh, in a previous episode, but I was looking through photos that I was importing in my computer and I saw pictures of myself many years ago. I think it was about seven or eight years ago. And it's a picture's taken during a vacation in Italy. And I'm sitting there eating a huge pile of pizzas. I'm not kidding you. Not just one pizza, but several. And I'm huge. I'm this blob. And I know at the time when I think back of that moment, I felt perfectly normal. I didn't even realize that something was going, that something was wrong, that I was in, in danger of getting all sorts of, of, of problems. And I, I remember that I was during that vacation terribly out of shape. Whenever we would go for a walk, I would just, <gasps> you know, my heart would feel like it would explode. And at the same time, I just wasn't aware of the problem that I was so overweight. And so, uh, I'm so glad that that just lately I, I've I've gotten uh, like you a lot of positive uh, motivation to actually change my life for good. And now that I look back at those photos, I'm like, how did I ever get this far? It's just it's unfathomable. Well, I'll tell you, I'm very excited about this podcast, Father Roderick, because um, of course, as you know, th- when somebody emails uh, feedback at uh, pursuing a or no, not that one, feedback at biggestloserpodcast.com, those come into my inbox. And we've got just lots of people who are saying, you know what, I, I've, I've been overweight for, you know, at least a third of my life, if not more. 
And, and, you know, just listening to your show, it has really helped me to understand that real people without, you know, spending six hours a day on a ranch can, can make lifestyle changes and, and, and can experience some, uh, some motivation outside of, of these trainers yelling at you all day long. <laughs> and so that, I'm thankful for that. And we, we are hearing stories already of people who have been inspired since we've started this show yeah. and are losing weight. And that is awesome to hear. Absolutely. So they had a Cheerios commercial. What do you think about these uh, multi-grain Cheerios? Um, I think they're good. I think I'm actually surprised that something that looks so awfully colorful can be so <laughs> healthy and nutritious. But I think I think it is much more nutritious than some of the other breakfast stuff that you might want to eat. I, I was at the airport on my way to uh, to Atlanta. A couple of days ago, and I was I found a, a book which I almost bought, but then I thought, well, this is very tailored to the very much tailored to the American uh, situation. It was uh, called "Eat This and Not That," and oh, yeah. on the left side of the page, it will have a photo of something really, really you know, full of calories and unhealthy and fatty. And on the right, you would see an alternative in that same fast food restaurant or whatever, um, where it um, where it shows you something that you could take that is a lot healthier. And they also had a, a book for kids and, and talked about uh, about breakfast and about, you know, all the stuff that you can eat in the morning or that kids eat. And they would show all these different cereals. And I remember clearly seeing Cheerios on the left side or on the healthy side. And it's like, wait, wait a minute. I thought that those things were really bad and full of sugar. Well, it turns out actually not that bad for you. However, I, I personally prefer oatmeal. I, I cannot eat those Cheerios or whatever it is because it's just, it's an assault on my taste buds. <laughs> I actually enjoy the, the taste of the multigrain Cheerios. The problem for me, though, is that it never seems to, you know, I, one of the things I like to do is keep my portions under control and, and count my calories. Yeah. And to have one cup of that cereal, it just, for some reason, doesn't seem to be enough for me. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that I will thank my wife for is, cha- you know, slowly downgrading our milk. We started out with this whole milk known as vitamin D, and Ooh, and yeah. and and then we went to uh, we slowly moved into the two percent milk, and then to one percent milk. And the other day, I will tell you, I had a bowl of multigrain Cheerios, not sponsored, not a sponsor of this <laughs> podcast, by the way. Not yet. Not yet. Uh, that's right. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, I, I had a bowl of it, and I had it with skim milk for the very first time. And my my wife has slowly moved the family down to skim milk now, uh-huh. and 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 it was good. It tasted oh, fine. Yeah. I, I was surprised. I mean, it, it, I mean, it's basically water with a little milk in it, uh, but it, it actually tasted great. And it's amazing how if you slowly downgrade your milk to to the lower calorie, lower fat, it it really does. Uh, you know, you, you you adjust to it. But I and with with oatmeal, it, it uh, you with skimmed milk, you don't even taste the difference because it's a, it's got this already very creamy texture. And so I always take oatmeal with uh, skimmed milk, and then sometimes. I would even do half skimmed milk plus at plus water and I still don't taste the difference <laughs> now I will tell you I also prefer oatmeal in fact um, I have a breakfast that is 240 calories now you're not gonna like what I do to my oatmeal uh, but I will tell you I I have um, I get I get regular oatmeal that you cook on the stove so it, it's just straight pure oatmeal and yeah. they have one serving size is a half a cup of oatmeal and you boil, you actually uh, cook that in one cup of water. That is just one serving. And 
um, I don't put any of the salt in it. Um, I just cook the oatmeal. And when it's done, I put in uh, six teaspoons of dark brown sugar. And I stir that up. And it's 240 calories. And it tastes amazing. It Mm -hmm. is so very good. And here's the thing. One serving of oatmeal... I literally can take me even through lunchtime without thinking about food. Wow. <laughs> so it, it is really good stuff. It does fill you up and it's great. The only thing you don't have, you shouldn't do, and that's something I learned by experience, is if you are con- contemplating running, don't eat a bowl of, of oatmeal right before you head out of the door because <laughs> it will come back to you. <laughs> And that's not a very nice thing to happen. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, so so basically, uh, moving along, they had a they all pledged to go back uh, to never go back to their formal lives. This is something that is very important to to say. You know, hey, that that person's gone, uh, but they're going to go home, and their trainers aren't there. And um, you know, th- this th- this is all preparing them for this sixty days at home, or at least, well, permanently at home without. Uh, anything further to do for uh, one person? Yeah. Uh, well, that, that they still have to eliminate one of the five. Right. And uh, before they do that, they, there is a challenge as usual. It's a football challenge. Uh, it's not really interesting for us to uh, expand upon it. It looks great. Uh, they've got this uh, NFL celebrity that, of course, is not a celebrity for people outside of the U.S. <laughs> so I didn't really care for that. But uh, the the funny thing of that segment was that they, uh, in between the the challenge, the, the the segments of the challenge, they would show clips from the all the contestants before they entered the Biggest Loser. Uh, usually, they've got some home video footage that they show, and and then they juxtaposed uh, clips of how they look now. And you gotta constantly remind yourself that it's only 11 weeks that they've been doing this right. 11 weeks it's crazy and the the contrast was so tremendous and the, the thing that struck me most or blew me away actually was how much younger the contestants all look right now yeah easily 10 20 years younger sometimes it, it was hard to believe that it was the same person in some cases i mean rudy danny they look so different from from the people that they were before. And they, they actually now look their age, whereas before you'd easily think they're like 50. <laughs> right. So, so Father Roderick, I have to ask you, uh, who are you rooting for to win this season? I mean, you have to have a, yeah. you have to have a favorite. Yeah, my favorite is, is Danny. I think he's he's shown so much consistency in his weight loss. And I like it. He's a guy with humor and, and, uh, and emotion and... He is not afraid to show his vulnerable side, and I, I kind of really appreciate that. Even though he's he's also you know a tough guy, and um, but uh, yeah, there's something I, I I like I like him for some reason, and the others I've, I've I like them just as much. I, I I really admire what they're doing, but Danny has that little bit more of 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 I don't know warmth in his personality. Now, what about you? I. I, I really like Danny. I, I I mean, if I had to get down to it, who who do I think is the most deserving to win? It definitely is Danny. I mean, this guy is he's working it hard. I really like Amanda. You know, she she, yeah. she is somebody. I, matter of fact, and and of course, you know, this is a little bit more on the gossipy end of of Biggest Loser. Uh, but you know, my wife and I wonder if there's something going on between Amanda and Bob in this show yeah, as well, far as a relationship. 
uh, you're not alone because I think I've I've been following the Biggest Loser forums and the reactions on the official Biggest Loser Facebook page, and I think like 80% of America is speculating about that. <laughs> I don't. I personally don't believe it. I've I've watched uh, all the eight episodes, uh, the eight seasons, and that's just who Bob is. He can sometimes really connect emotionally to uh, to a few contestants and and gets invested in them, and will create this this bond of friendship and. But I I don't think it's anything beyond that. Yeah. Um, and then it just shows that he's, he's a, just a great guy with a, a huge heart for his contestants, and it's not just a job for him. And nor is it for Jillian. Right. Jillian on her radio show. Uh, for, unfortunately, she she stopped that radio show. But I'm still listening to the backlog of all her episodes. I've got about 200 episodes on my on my iPod, and she constantly when she talks about uh, her experiences at The Biggest Loser, she she you know two years or three years after her season, she might still tell you about yeah, I just had a call with you know that you remember her from from season two, and it turns out that they're still talking and they're still being friends, and that, that I is love awesome. that. That is awesome. The only person on the show that I that I'm not really happy with, and that is Liz. I, yeah. it, my wife and I were sitting there. If we say, you know, uh, um, I I can't remember what her catchphrase is, but it gets on my nerves. But it, it's because I started watching those little extra clips on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah, and 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 every time I see her, I see her stealing the blenders and have <laughs> and, 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 and like really letting um, Daniel have it. Yeah. Well, so. we're, we're we're getting a little bit of, of background information later on in in the episode that we saw yesterday. So we'll we'll get to that later yep. on. Um, to wrap up this eleventh uh, episode, uh, they've got the weigh in after that, and of course, Rudy and Danny again are the strongest competitors. I'm just just totally amazed how much weight they can lose. I've never seen that before in any of the seasons in any country that they consistently lose double digits week after week after week. But you you see them fighting for it. So. That's very inspirational. Uh, so who? Danny, Danny has now lost like uh, another 16 pounds. It's a double digit seven weeks in a row. Uh, unbelievable. <laughs> it is unbelievable. Now, so who, who went home in episode, or season yeah. eight, episode 11? Uh, unfortunately, Alan uh, had to go home because yeah. the, the, the girls, the ladies support each other. And of course, the boys support each other. They don't want this very fit competitor around for the finale. And so he has to go home. Yeah, he, w- but he I, was extremely fit. I think you, yeah. know, you, you look at him, he's ready to go home. He's ready to make some changes in his life. Uh, and it was nice to see him speaking at his uh, local college and uh, or the, the school of his uh, daughter. And another thing that, that was nice was that, and I don't think that this was ever mentioned before, um, basically his wife uh, tells us uh, in front of the camera that their marriage was not that good anymore and that there were, were a lot of problems. And, and you can only hope that this transformation um, will, will help the both of them kind of reboot their, uh, their marriage, their relationship. Right. And I, I keep on wondering, you know, could that have been part of the reason why he was overweight? It's oftentimes when there are relational uh, uh, struggles or problems that people kind of try to find comfort in food. So who knows? But um, yeah, so we'll there, see that with the other contestants as well. So there was this extra bonus episode. Now, I, I'll have to admit, I have not yet had time to sit down and watch that one. It didn't fit into the regular schedule, but uh, sure. it's the Where Are They Now? Of course, this is all the previous contestants of all the previous seasons, and and 
I, of course, have not seen any of those. So I'm looking forward to just, you know, kind of watching this episode as a, as a preview of, of all these different uh, seasons that I've yeah. missed. So, so for, what were your thoughts on this? Uh, for me, it was, uh, it was fantastic. It was so wonderful. It was like, like getting back on speed with, with old friends. It's, that's how, um, how much Biggest Loser has meant to me. And then that's, I, I realized it while watching this episode. I was like, oh my gosh. Oh, yes. I want to know how, how she is and how he is. And I've been watching, uh, these seasons almost back to back over this past year. And it was my big motivation to keep going and going and going. Um, and so all these contestants, I've, I've seen their journey. I, I also emotionally invested in these people, even though these, these shows were on TV like five years ago. For me, they were all new and I was rooting for certain people. And I was like, at the end of a way in, I was like, oh man, I can't believe it. And so uh, you become really emotionally attached to these personalities and especially the finalists. Uh, you know, you follow them for weeks and weeks. And there have been seasons that were almost twice the length of this current eighth season. And so you get to know them really, really well. And just to get an update on, on how they are doing, amazing. And and for those of you that have never watched the show, um, it might not be very interesting to go over all the names because, of course, you don't know these people, so you, you, you don't really care. Um, so I will just go through um, the different aspects of the episode to, uh, to highlight some of the points. Uh, what, what I liked was uh, a short interview with doc- this Dr. Lazenga, or, uh, yeah, I think he's called Lazenga, um, and he's the doctor that always takes the, uh, well, does the general um, health checkup at the beginning of all the contestants, and then tells them, of course, that uh, they have no, no much, not not much more time left here on Earth. And um, but he was involved in the Biggest Loser concept right from the start, and he he says that you know the Biggest Loser at the time was revolutionary. It was the first time in history on television that they were going to take really heavy shows. I mean, there were television shows about you know overweight people trying all sorts of fad diets, but never a show where they would take dangerously obese people and try to get them to health, back to health, using just healthy food and exercise. So completely au naturel. And, um, and, and, and they show moments of that first, very first season. And these contestants, you, you got to realize that they, they did, absolutely had no clue what this Biggest Loser thing was. They had never been on television. And so they didn't know what they were in for. It was the first time that we saw Jillian and Bob and their, you know, extreme uh, uh, training uh, methods. And, and so for them, it must have been an incredible journey. And huge success, of course, in the first year. And it was a big wake-up call for America because, uh, you know, there is still uh, a, a huge amount of, of people, uh, and I think this is also the case in Europe, are in denial about this problem. People are getting heavier and heavier, but nobody seems to really worry about it. And so Biggest Loser was a huge motivational wake-up call for, uh, for millions of people. And the thing that surprised him most as a doctor and you would think, you know, he's got lots of experience, but he was, he was just flabbergasted by the, the, by the fact that so many of these contestants, when they came in for their first health check, they would have so many problems and they would be on medication and all sorts of symptoms. And the fact that almost all these symptoms would disappear over the course of a season, that for him was just 
incredible. It's stuff that you might know on a theoretical level as a doctor, but to see it happening in the span of just a few months, um, that just blew him away. And then they, they show you a, a couple of examples of what it, how this changed lives. And so um, you see Pete, for instance, he, he weighed 400 pounds. And in, right now, where is he now? He's a trainer. He, he's got perfect weight and he trains other people. So very impressive. Um, let's see what else uh, was there. Uh, the, um, oh, the, a couple that I absolutely adored um, and I forgot which season it was, but you've got, I think it was one of the earlier seasons. You've got a contestant called Matt and, and a girl called Susie. And they seem to be complete opposites. Matt is this grumpy guy, long hair, unshaven, very nasty character, always complaining, always um, attacking the other players. And Susie is this cheerful, bright, you know, everything is okay, girl. A little bit naive sometimes, you'd think. Uh, But just extremely friendly and and, um, almost ADD in a certain way. And... During the season, they both transform and they fall in love. And oh, wow. she gives she gives him a haircut at one point. You know, he's lost so much weight. Or it's not that he's lost much weight at that point, but there is like at one point he realizes I cannot be this person anymore. It's this attitude, this negative attitude about the outside world and about myself that is getting me in trouble. And almost as a as a ritual moment during that season. Uh, Susie is. It works in. A, she's. She is a professional uh, hair uh, specialist, or I don't know how you call that. And so she tells him, "Hey, I can give you a haircut." And you see that moment. You see it happening. And with the hair, and and I think this is this is where they got the idea for the for the transformations. You know, the the big uh, makeovers that they do later on. But they didn't have that at the start. So he gets his haircut, and he turns into a totally different person. And then um, after the season was finished, I think they both end really high up. Uh, they're both f- f- finalists, I think. And then afterwards, they go on, a, on one of these morning shows in New York, I think. And he proposes to her and they marry and they now have kids. And yes, they've gained a little bit of weight, but they're still you know, incredibly in love. And, you can, and it was just so, so wonderful to see that, that really this change, this lifestyle change has literally been been an enduring change for the rest of their lives and and they're just both amazing people amazing people that is an awesome story and we we also see uh, another couple um that were going to marry but they were both really overweight so you see pictures of their or a a movie clip of their a film clip of their of their wedding uh of course being looking great and super fit um you see uh the oldest contestant ever in the history of uh of the biggest loser jerry Uh, this is i think that both the contestants of this couple uh, uh they were both in their 60s i think he was 64 and he collapsed he almost died in the first episode Oh my gosh. That's crazy. I remember watching that episode and literally holding my breath. I was like, he's going to die. He's going to die right there. And he's rushed to the hospital and everything. And I think this was the first time in Biggest Loser history that we see someone being rushed up to the hospital. So now, nowadays, you see that a lot. Even in this season, we saw that happening. But that was like a total shocker. (laughs) And and he, he ended up winning that season. 
unbelievable 64 years old and in top shape and he now goes around america giving lectures on you know it doesn't matter how old you are working out fitness is always going to be uh, a tremendous positive change and it's going to it's going to really enhance your your chances of of living a long and healthy life and i i cannot but think back to many of those Fitness Rocks episodes where Dr. Monty says that all the time, you know, even if you're 70 years old, uh, living a healthier life and exercising is going to add years to your life. And not just, it's not just about the length of your life, but also the quality of of your future. You're going to be so much more independent for a long time. So anyway, that was great to see him back. He's still healthy. Uh, we see the contestants of of last year, Ron and Mike, father and son, unbelievably friendly, nice, supportive people, both incredibly overweight. Uh, Ron is the oldest. Uh, Ron is the father. He was the heaviest uh, man ever, I think. Mike was the son. He was the youngest contestant ever. I think uh, Mike uh, ended up winning uh, the season, and we see them back and. Um, what really brought almost tears to my eyes was that during that whole previous season, uh, we see moments that Mike uh, gets back to his brother and his brothers couldn't couldn't participate in The Biggest Loser. They're almost the same age and and both were dangerously obese and Ron's brother, every time that he sees uh, his, his brother on the, on the ranch, losing weight he gets more and more depressed and discouraged and is like i can never do this and and <laughs> at one point it was so amazing uh i think that bob and jillian went with them home to talk with with ron's brother and 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 both jillian and bob are, were almost like willing to take him on as a contestant or to, to train him you know outside of the outside of the television show and and you could not but but want that because you you felt so much pity and at the same time you you saw ron doing or mike doing sorry i'm constantly saying ron but i i have to say mike you see him doing so well on the ranch and so you you're like well this brother can do it but at the end and during the finale he is still this huge huge guy and now a year later they go back to ron and mike and and you see ron uh mike's brother and he has lost 105 pounds since the finale so wow. he actually did it. And again, that was so motivational. I was almost like I wanted to applaud. You know, yeah, go for it. Awesome. <laughs> and so um, many of these um, flashbacks, uh, great if you've seen the episodes uh, and, and the seasons, but also interesting if you've never seen those seasons, just to get an idea of, of what, what happened in, in all these years of The Biggest Loser. And there was one final thing that I want to mention here, uh, which was very, very impressive. Uh, we saw Matt earlier on. He was the, the grumpy guy with the long hair who, got, who fell in love with Susie and they married. He gained back quite a few pounds after uh, The Biggest Loser. It's not that he's really obese, but, you know, it, it, it definitely he definitely undid uh, quite a bit of the progress that he made uh, at the... At the at the ranch, but he decided to participate in a triathlon. Now, I don't know if you know what a triathlon is, but it is, um, uh, it's basically an Ironman, and an Ironman is a combination of three almost grueling, murderous <laughs> type of, of uh, challenges. You've got to do a 2.4-mile swim, uh, usually out in the open, could even be in the ocean, so that's uh, 3.8 kilometers. Uh, you've got to 
uh, ride a bike for 112 miles, 112 miles, that's 180 kilometers. And then after that, without taking a break, you've got to run a full marathon, 26.3 yards, uh, 42 um, kilometers, or sorry, I mean uh, 26 miles. Um, and you, you got to do that without a break. And he is going to do it. And so the, the final part of the episode showed him trying to complete this triathlon. And, and it was an amazing story. Yeah, at the beginning, he's got plenty of energy. Of course, he's kind of chubby, but he wants to prove to himself that he can do this. And then halfway through the, the bike ride, you know, it's hot and he gets really, it's everything is, is hurting. But it is his experience on The Biggest Loser that makes him push through. He's like, I've been here before. I know this pain and I know that I will survive if I just continue. And so you see him conquer that bike ride and then he starts running that marathon. Now, I just cannot imagine running a marathon after all that. I mean, I ran a marathon and I... And and there there's just no way no way in the world that I could have thought of doing anything else on that day, um, and so he actually doesn't seem to make it. He completely has to stop, uh, starts walking, and ends up at, at the tail of the marathon, where there is usually a car that is at the end of the race, and it will tell you you will not make it in time anymore. There's usually a time limit on these events, uh-huh. and so he gets the message: if you don't start running right now we're going to take you out of the race. And and then there's this very, very cool uh, moment. And we talk a lot about the, the power of community. And that is exactly what happens. People that know him, they, they start running with him. It's like, um, I've, I'm not sure if you've ever seen Forrest Gump. Yeah. Where at one point he's running <laughs> for days and months and people just start running with him. Well, this was exactly like that. Matt was running and he, he was almost collapsing. And then all these people start running with him and encouraging him. And that gives him the extra boost that he needed to complete the race. And the, the tragic thing is he, he, he uh, finishes three minutes after uh, after the, the 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 time limit, so oh, it doesn't who get cares? Mess. Yeah, who, who cares? cares? I mean, he finished it <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's like <laughs> good for you, man, brother. I wish you'd 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 gone under those three minutes, but oh my gosh, what a victory! And and you know, I was watching that, and I told myself one day. I will. I will do an Iron Man. I've now decided I want to do this too. <laughs> <laughs> you are. You're a glutton for punishment. That's for sure. <laughs> anyway, so it was a wonderful, wonderful episode, and a, and a great preparation for the episode last night. Um, Absolutely, and, and, and just so you know, Father Ryder, we are right now at 45 minutes. So I think if we went then maybe 10 more minutes, we should be able to cover last night's episode. Yeah, and 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 fortunately, it's not an episode with much contents. I mean, it was great to watch, but there was a lot of kind of rehashing. And I think this is for people that started to watch the season uh, after a while and haven't seen the beginning of these contestants uh, and, and leading up to the finale, where of course they hope that they get lots, you know, lots of lots of viewers. Um, they kind of retold a lot of the story. So for us that have been following this show right from the start, not as not as interesting. So uh, the final four are there, um, and this episode was focused mostly on um, on you know the how did they become obese? What are the problems in their lives? And so we see them go home uh, after eleven weeks on the ranch, um, and we, for instance, uh, see Danny in his family and. 
uh, and he is still trying to figure out why he gained so much weight. And he he knows that if he doesn't f- uh, uh, figure it out, he might gain it all back. And in the previous episode, this, where are they now? There was one contestant, Eric, who won season three, and Bob went to visit him, and he gained everything back. Mm. Unbelievable. He was at the same weight that he was before he started the ranch. They're talking about, you know... A, a discouragement and and tragedy. Right. But anyway, so so that's always a scare for these contestants, and usually it is because they haven't solved their emotional problems. They might, in this artificial environment of the ranch, with all that training and support, you might actually lose tons of weight. But if you've not solved the root of the problem, then the risk is huge that you will return to that previous life. So the change of weight loss happens in your mind. It's not. A, it's not at first a physical change it happens in your mind and once that is has changed then the rest will follow and so uh so danny is is kind of struggling uh trying to find out you know why 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 do i do the things that or why did i do the things that i did rudy we hear lost his sister to leukemia and that started his battle with weight it was a, a tragedy in his life and liz we see liz at home now she she appear, apparently lives really out in the country and um, when Jillian goes to see her, uh, she's alone. And, and, and so Jillian is, where's your husband? Well, he's traveling. And it turns out that they've had a very, very bad marriage for years and years. And that made her bitter and angry and resentful. And she acknowledges that. She's like, that, this, this failed marriage actually turned me into the person that I am. And, and, and her reaction to it, and I'm not sure if I agree but it's this, she, she was talking a lot of, I have got to take control. Now my life from now on is going to be about me. And I'm no longer going to sacrifice myself. And that was a lot of kind of this kind of battle, battle talk. And they interview her husband uh, uh, just for a few minutes. And he seems to be a little bit timid and, and, and uh, uh, quite, a little bit clueless. And, but I don't know. <laughs> they, they talk about giving their marriage a second chance. But I don't know. I don't know if with that with that militant uh, attitude, it almost sounded like now it's time for me. I'm going to take revenge and I'm going to be in charge here in this marriage. And is that the way that you're going to save your marriage? I don't know. It might actually become even more difficult to to live together because she's been through all that and he's not. I, there was, there's another thing that um, with Liz being back at home, uh, one of the things that Jillian noticed, she's like, so uh, how do you work out out here? And she goes, well, I go to the gym. The gym, what, five mi- you know, five hours yeah. away? Yeah. And she goes, no, I go in every day. But, um, you know, that, that was, I, I want to say that was just a little bit discouraging to see that little interaction between Jillian and uh, Liz because... I, I think that it's a false assumption that you have to train in a gym. Yes. Um, well, ma- matter of fact, and, and, and I think it's actually a pretext. I think it's just something that she said to kind of justify that she wasn't really working hard. Gotcha. Okay. Because, the, I mean, later in the episode when she was training for the marathon, which, by the way, they were going to run a marathon, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, the uh, training for the marathon, she, she says, you know, from my front door to my mailbox is one mile. 
Yeah. And I'm just going to run back and forth, back and forth. And by golly, then, you know, <laughs> it doesn't matter if you live out in the country. If you've got a long driveway, then walk up and down your driveway. Run, you know, run wherever you can. Go in. Gosh, you got this huge field. Go for long walks in the woods. I mean, yeah, there's Take so care. much you can do. And so if anybody is watching this episode and they're like, oh, my gosh, I live out. And, you know, I don't have paved sidewalks like Cliff does through his neighborhood and whatever the case may be. It, it, you don't have to have all of that i mean you've got no. if you have stairs in your house walk up and down jog up and down your steps i mean there's yeah. so much you can do take two jugs of milk you know a gallon each and do push-ups or you know the the weightlifting. you can you can do it with and there are actually if you go on the web that could be my tip for today if you go on the web you, you will find lots of videos uh, uh about how you can do fitness with household items and in in your home so yes it's definitely possible Hey, that sounds but like it, a video podcast in the making. Household oh, fitness. Oh, that now, now we've got a good idea. We could do this in the interim between the shows. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's see. Oh, and of course we see Amanda and, and she seems to be doing quite well. It's difficult, but she, I think she'll, uh, she'll do well. Yeah. Now, the, the halfway through their stay at home, I think after about 30 days, they get a phone call from Bob and Jillian announcing them that the same will happen as uh, last season. Um, they have to run a marathon, which is crazy because <laughs> they've only got 30 days to prepare, which is, I think, almost impossible. As like normally, I mean, it would take me months and months to prepare for a marathon or for a half marathon even. And they have to run a marathon. They've never done it before. So, of course, they've done lots of running on the ranch. And there might have been some secret preparation that we haven't seen on camera. I think uh, there had to be. Yes. Otherwise, it's it's just too dangerous. You could actually really mess up your your legs and well. And then of course, they're not going to run a race. They are going to complete the distance. But there's lots of walking involved, as we yeah. see. And so, uh, but still, you know, it's an incredible accomplishment. Uh, a marathon is really really tough. Uh, no matter if you're you're even if you're completely trained like I was, it was still grueling. So. I was impressed. And uh, you see them all fight through that race. Amanda pushes through the pain. And the, the, the cool thing was that the last mile of the marathon is the one that they did at the beginning. The same spot near the coastline. And that was pretty cool because then at that moment they realized, well, wait a second, I've been here. Wow, that was the first day when we did our first mile. And I almost collapsed after a mile. And you see them, and then now it's the last mile of the marathon, and then you you see them all. You know, they get wings. They're like, I cannot believe that I just ran a marathon, and this is the final mile. So that was beautiful to see that. And another beautiful thing was that there were a lot of the contestants from previous years waiting for them at the finish line, and especially from last season where they also did the a marathon. Um, wow, that was really emotional and beautiful to see. It, it was. And then um, I was very surprised, I don't know about you, but they went back to the ranch for a weigh-in. I didn't expect that. You know, well, I figured they were close enough. I, I, I guess I was expecting that, um, be, being that, you know, they were pretty much right back where they were when they first started. Um, so, yeah, they, they, did the, they did the new weigh-in. Uh, I was blown away with Danny. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he lost 50. 59 pounds was that 20 percent of who he was yes, in 60 yes, days exactly 
<laughs> one pound a day, man. Unbelievable. That's more. That's faster than he's lost weight on the ranch. I don't know how he did that. Well, th- that just goes to show you that this guy is determined. And, and oh, yeah. out of anybody that's there, I mean, in 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 a what was it? A, well, it's no, it's been more than eleven weeks. It's been uh, well. 11, 11 weeks and 60 days. Yeah, exactly. So um, <laughs> don't get me doing math on the fly. <laughs> Thank you for that. But seriously, though, the most I've seen change is in Danny. I mean, I, even, you know, of course, I see, you know, they showed Daniel and how he was in, you know, last season and compared to where he was this season. It's it's that kind of change that I see in Danny in this season alone. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. He lost two uh, two hundred and one pounds in total, and and there's still some time left until the finale. Amazing. So this guy is gonna win. There is no doubt in my mind. He has uh, there, just mathematically, <laughs> he's he's already he has already won. But I don't think that he he want, he does it for the money or anything. No. Uh, no. Definitely see the change. Rudy is also amazing. He lost forty three pounds at home, which is. Tremendous. Yeah. And not to and, mention the fact that he ran the marathon in what, five hours and tw- uh, and 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Very, very good. That's, that, that's, that's good. That's good timing, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's uh, usually they, for instance, the marathon of Atlanta has a um, six hour time limit. So he's definitely be- below the official time limit of some of these marathons. So that's very, awesome. very impressive. That is awesome. Unfortunately, the two girls are below the yellow line. Liz uh, only lost 16 pounds, which is not bad in real life, but compared to the other contestants, it's not really good. And Amanda ha- had lost a little bit more um, and very good for because she's she's a pretty small girl. So uh, I think percentage wise, she was she still did a tremendous job, but unfortunately, she couldn't beat the, the two boys. And now we get to vote for the person that we want to compete in the finals. And I think voting is uh, only the day after the show aired. So by the time that you listen to this episode, it's probably already over. Um, and then that's going to be the first thing uh, during the finale, they're going to show, okay, America voted for either Liz or Amanda. And um, we'll see. And it's going to be interesting. I, I, I cannot wait to see the finale. And I don't know how much time will actually takes place or took place between the finale next week and, and this episode. Uh, if they will, would still have a little, you know, another month or a, a couple of weeks, I don't know. But uh, it's going to be it's going to be tremendous to see. And I, I'm longing to see the other contestants as well because this yes. was one of the first seasons where no one came back to the ranch. And I think it's because they choose to do a shorter season because there's going to be another the Biggest Loser season coming uh, starting um, beginning next year. Which is good for us because then we have something to talk about <laughs> in this show. Exactly. But, but uh, I think probably for time reasons, they did not bring back the contestants. And usually what happens, especially in the Australian and British uh, uh, seasons, everybody comes back and then they get another chance to gain back their place in the ranch, which is kind of cool. Because all the, all the others, you know, the, the final four, they're like, yeah, we made it. And then, oh, no, he's coming back or she's coming back. <laughs> and it just adds a lot of, uh, a lot of tension in the, in, in the episode, makes it really interesting to watch. But So I can't wait to see some of these bigger contestants and see if they actually were able to do it. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm prepared to be amazed. Uh, that is awesome. And of course, that, we'll talk about that next week on the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast. Do you mind if Stephanie comes in and joins us? I think she might be interested in talking oh, yeah. about the finale. 
awesome. That would be great. I mean, it would be an honor to have two biggest losers on the show. <laughs> you and <laughs> Stephanie. <laughs> I'm just a moderate loser. <laughs> oh, I don't know. But hey, um, in, the, in the interest of time here, we are going to go ahead and do an abrupt uh, wrap up here. We want to say thank you to everybody who is listening and subscribe to the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast. Uh, nominated for a podcast award. If you head over to podcastawards.com and look in the health and fitness section, you can vote for us every single day. Uh, There's information over at podcastawards.com. We encourage you to do that. And thank you for everybody out there who's been voting for us each day. I also want to say thank you to each and every one of you who has uh, left us a review on iTunes. That is, uh, it is much appreciated. In fact, it's what's helping our uh, statistics and new subscriptions uh, grow. With each review that you post, it puts the the name of our podcast in front of more people, and hopefully, it, it is our desire that that's going to inspire other people to make more of these kind of lifestyle changes that we're promoting here. Of course, if you want to leave voicemail feedback, you can do that by calling us at eight five nine seven nine five four zero six seven. You can find out how to. Uh, find Father Roderick and myself both online. Uh, if you want to just go to biggestloserpodcast.com, click the about page, and there's links to both Father Roderick and myself where you can find us and all the things that we do online outside of just this show, which we encourage you to check out some of our other stuff that we're working with. Father Roderick, anything else you want to say before we wrap up? No, just a reminder that we won't go away after the finale. Keep listening because we'll we'll stay put and uh, we we are continuing this this show and we will of, of course talk about the next season but we will also uh, uh, take a look at the uh, seasons uh, and and the show in other countries which could be a lot of fun to check out the British show or the New Zealand show is starting uh, soon in January I think uh, Australia is following in I think March or or April so there's going to be lots of content and again with our approach you don't have to watch. The show to still uh, hopefully enjoy uh, the contents and, and learn from it and be motivated. This is not just about the TV show, it's all about the community. Absolutely. Well, everybody, until next time, be a loser. <laughs>